Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today we are going to talk to Sharnique. So we're going to give Sharnique a few moments to log into the live and then we will get started talking. This is our first Trick Talk of April. I'm really excited. So this is going to be good. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, this is my first time being on a live, so hopefully I got all the tech right for this. Yes, it's going to be good. I always find that some little thing will go wrong, but that's just technology for you, right? Yeah, hopefully it's not one of my cats knocking <laughs> everything over. That would be uh, cute. Though. That would be cute. Um, are you ready to get started? Yes, yes, I am. I've been waiting for this all week. <laughs> Yay! Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your trichotillomania. Yeah, um, oh, that's a lot <laughs> to unpack quick. Um, so I would say um, the first time I like heard the word trichotillomania, um, I was maybe in college, was already in college. No, I think it was like later in high school. So I would say maybe... I was like a junior or senior in high school um, when I first like heard the word trichotillomania. It was actually my older sister. Um, she's a therapist. So, you know, she had an idea. She had noticed, you know, but didn't really kind of ease me into the conversation of asking if I could potentially have trichotillomania. Mm -hmm. But um, the first time that I like noticed that my pulling was an issue, I would say it was like eighth grade transitioning into high school, ninth grade. That was the first time that like a classmate, you know, mm. called attention to my like lack of eyebrows or eyelashes. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I've been dealing with um, trichotillomania, like I would say like noticeably since eighth grade. And I'm 25 now, so out of grade school. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and it, it progressed because it wasn't as bad. Like I remember I started looking at pictures of me when I was younger and I was like, well, I had eyelashes in these pictures, you know, so that was kind of how I would gauge mm -hmm. how things were at that time. Yeah. But yeah, so that's like the timeline of it all. So you started from your eyebrows and eyelashes. Would you say eyebrows first and then? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because so the first time that a student pointed out, um, like my hair loss missing or whatever was eyebrows. I remember mm -hmm. I would sit in PE, like when we had to be crisscross applesauce, <laughs> I would just sit there like this, like at mm -hmm. my eyebrows. And then, so when she kind of pointed out that my eyebrows had a big gap in them, um, that's when I started pulling on my lashes. Cause I was like, lashes are harder to see. Mm -hmm. And I still kind of got the same satisfaction out of pulling my lashes. Mm -hmm. And then that whole like big eyebrows, craze became a thing because you know how thin eyebrows were the rage back in the days mm -hmm. so that kind of that kind of helped me out but then when it became like a fad to have like thick dark eye eyebrows uh then that was like panic mode for me and I was mm -hmm. like don't pull your eyebrows <laughs> right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when you so you someone kind of noticed it for you and you're like hey what am I you know what am I doing before that did you have any idea that maybe what you're doing was something that other people didn't really do around you or you're just like, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think I always, well, I never thought it was an issue for sure, for sure. Until like that day. Cause I was like, okay, other people do notice it now. And you mm -hmm. know, maybe this is a problem. Um, I just kind of always thought of it as a quirk, you know, which I've seen throughout the trick communities, which is, I'm glad I'm not alone in that, but you know, it starts off just thinking, Oh, it's just a weird quirk. I just like twirl my hair or pull my hair out. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I kind of, figured other people didn't do it because I would lie whenever someone asked me because I remember that day that girl asked me I was like oh no I just had like a pimple and you know like I popped the pimple and so like I pulled my hair out or something like that mm -hmm. so I was like if I feel obligated to lie about it then I think I know that you know it's not normal mm -hmm. 
And after that, after she pointed it out, did you find yourself kind of like hyper aware of other people maybe looking at you and, and trying to cover things up? Yeah, for sure. I remember I started filling in my eyebrows. Like I never wore makeup growing up because I was lucky to not have like the hormonal acne kind of phase. Mm -hmm. So I remember like sneaking my sister's like or my mom's eyeliner pencil to like <laughs> fill in my eyebrows. Um, and if any little thing like were to happen, like I would wipe my face and forget it was there or, you know, so I was just always focused about like my face or my like not wiping off my eyebrow or not letting people see or um, so I would, well, I'm supposed to wear glasses anyway, but <laughs> I would like, really make sure I had my glasses on because glasses kind of hide eyelashes and I would always forget my glasses though. And then um and so then like another student pointed out when I was missing eyelashes and I was just like, okay, like this is just something you're going to have to disguise or keep lying about, you know, cause clearly you see like you can't stop doing it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, and people are going to notice. And so, yeah, so it became more of me just trying to like disguise my face. And then that pushed me just into this like 10 year long, I feel like self-conscious mode, like, well, I just did not like myself back then. And it hurts me because, like, I was so, like, young and, like, happy and beautiful. Mm -hmm. But in my head, it's just, like, you're ugly, you're weird. And, you know, you have, you pull your hair out. Who does that? Mm -hmm. And, yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, but, yeah, definitely that made me hyper aware for sure. Because at mm -hmm. first it was just, like, a mindless thing or, oh, it's a quirk. Now it's like, oh, this is something that, people think it's weird you have to hide it so mm -hmm. how did the conversation go with your sister about the name trichotillomania how did how did that go for you yeah um it was it was kind of like awkward tough but like my sister is like one of my favorite people and very like kind so but the way she asked me about it was pretty abrupt but then it was like well this is my sister like so I tried to lie to her at first and she was kind of just like so I went to visit her because uh she she moved away for college but I went to visit her me and my uh, middle sister went to visit her for like the holidays or something and I normally pull the most when I have to make like a decision. So I think I was like working on some homework over the break and I was sitting at her computer and I was just like pulling like crazy. Like by the time I got up, like one eyebrow was gone, mm -hmm. but um, she came to me. I don't know if I, she just like walked up behind me and kind of, you know, like touched my shoulder and was just like, Oh, little sister, like, um, have you heard about trichotillomania? And I was just like, no, no, I don't think, I don't know if at this point, actually, I had looked it up yet. No, yeah, yeah, she definitely fully introduced me to it. Um, so she was like, I just noticed that you pull on your eyebrows a lot. Um, and, you know, I, I noticed it just now. And I was like, oh, no, I have, I have a bump, I have a bump on my eyebrows. She's like, you don't have a bump. I'm looking right at you. <laughs> like, like, you were just pulling, like, and you looked really, like, concerned while you were pulling. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I actually do do it a lot. And I've actually tried to stop and I can't stop. And, you know, just like floodgates open. Finally, someone like I can tell that won't like laugh at me. Mm -hmm. And um, she was like, yeah, no, it's common. Cause I know you, I've always bitten my nails like since I was younger. And thankfully I grew out of like that um, just cause of germs though on that part. But um, so I had anxiety since I can remember. I just, my parents are separated. There's a lot that has happened in my family, um, in home life. So I feel like I was born with anxiety, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, yeah, I know you told me that you, you know, you feel anxious a lot and you have anxiety and trichotillomania can, you know, can be tied to that. So she was like, I think that's what you're dealing with. And then from there, I actually like went on to like look it up. And then the first thing I looked up brought up like impulse control disorder. So I used to call it like an ICD. And then people are like, oh, you have OCD. And I was like, I don't think so, <laughs> you know, um, which has been a process. And um, actually recently found out this past year, I, I get 2020 and 2021 have merged in my brain. Yes. <laughs> but um, speaking with like an online therapist that um, I have like moderate OCD as well. Um, which made complete sense, you know, just talking that out and just 
all symptoms I have. Because, um, you know, OCD is just one of those things that people think is cute, like really to say, like, I hear people say it all the time at work when they're organizing, or just you see it to the extremes on TV, like mm -hmm. monk, you know, and all mm -hmm. that. So I'm just like, no, I don't have OCD. Like, I don't do this eight times in a row. Mm -hmm. They're like, that's like TV's version or some people's real life version of OCD, but yours just looks a bit different. Um, but yeah, so I'm thankful for my sister for sure because she introduced me to like the mental health side of things versus mm -hmm. the being a high school student stressing out kind of, you know, side of it all. Mm -hmm. How did you feel when you found out there like was a name for this thing that you were doing? I'm slightly relieved, I would say, because um, it's it's just nice to know you're not alone and it's so easy to think you are alone, which is... Mm -hmm frustrating um but yeah so I was actually I guess a little scared because you're just like okay this is like a syndrome like what is this you know like do I have a chemical imbalance what's going on mm -hmm. but then I would definitely say I was mostly relieved um because it was just like wow like there there is at least another human on the planet that knows what I'm going through so that means there's someone I can talk to mm -hmm. um that's actually dealing with it too so yeah, uh, I would say definitely um, a relief. <laughs> That's great. Now, when you <laughs> you found out the name and you spoke with your sister, how long did it take for you to maybe open up to other people, maybe other family members or friends about your trick? A while. <laughs> um, so I want to say that all went down my freshman year of college when, or or did I say it was high school? I, I really wish I could remember when I had that conversation with my sister. Either way, I was senior in high school or a freshman in college. It had to be mm -hmm. one of those two years. But I didn't verbalize it to another person until I was graduating from college. Mm -hmm. So at least four to five years went by in between me actually telling someone other than a family member um, about it. And then the first person I told then... Um, I tried to pass it off like I didn't use the word trichotillomania because I was just like, oh, I might freak them out. Um, mm -hmm. But they were talking about my eyebrows and I was just like, yeah, um, I have this thing where I pull them out. You know, I get anxious and and they unfortunately were the other side of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. They were kind of like the first person that made fun of it, I guess, because even the people that asked me in high school, you know, that's what I was like, even in high school, I didn't get bullied, thankfully mm -hmm. for it. Um, I, I think I just hit it well then, but they were just like, what, like, what's wrong with you? Like, stop. And you know, like mm. that, that reaction that you, you hate, you mm -hmm. know, but I'm sure everyone with the BFRB has gotten, it's like, stop, drink water. I remember them saying, just drink water. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I didn't say I was thirsty. Um, but cause, and I, I had had people like make fun of like how my eyebrows would look just like I said, when that whole fad of having like pressed brows thick dark brows mm -hmm. became a thing that's when people are just like oh your eyebrows you should fill them in or you should blah 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 I'm like okay like I didn't ask for your opinion but yeah I verbalized for the first time to a person um when I was graduating from college and that was kind of a sucky situation so then I went like a whole nother I don't even know that was 2017 I think I went two years before I actually like embraced it and I made a video I posted to my Facebook in like 2019 because mm -hmm. um, I got into like this health kick where I was working out because I noticed oh like working out and eating healthier you know makes me feel less stressed out I haven't pulled in a long time and I felt more confident so I made this Facebook post and it was basically me introducing all of my like friends and followers mm -hmm. to trichotillomania. And um, so I was just like, hey, like, this is something I have. And it's you're completely normal if you deal with it, you know, and mm -hmm. if you know someone, which you all know me, you know, you shouldn't make fun of someone for this. So you shouldn't mm -hmm. say because we can't just stop like we've right. all heard, uh, you know. So mm -hmm. so, yeah, it took until 2019 for me to like, I guess, tell the world <laughs> about it. But you know, there were, there were people here and there that I had spoke to. So I think in all really, it was a small group though, maybe like four people that mm -hmm. I knew, knew that I had trichotillomania.
Mm-hmm. Now, what an amazing, you know, accomplishment, though, to have that, you had a situation that was, you know, a nightmare for people with track mm-hmm. like, Oh, just what? Drink water, you know, and then yeah. so two years later to come out to literally everyone, you know, Facebook, typically, there's a lot of people on there. Yeah. Hey, look, this is me, like, and I'm not weird. This is, you know, just what I do. Can mm-hmm. we talk a little bit more about that? If you remember those moments before that initial post, what was kind of going through your head and what were you thinking about before you made this big announcement, which was incredible? Yeah, it was It was literally the definition of having to hit rock bottom before you move up. Um, so I had just had kind of a little bit of a breakdown. Uh, I was trying to like improve, you know, a lot of times when you're trying to improve yourself in life, people around you don't want that to happen. Um, so yeah, that was kind of that situation. I was surrounded by some people I didn't really want to be surrounded by anymore. Um, but that transition was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so my mental was just not good. Um, that mm-hmm. was actually the first time I ever went to therapy. So, you know, it something good came out of it yeah but um so yeah so I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression and I had just been down 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 and I was just like okay like this is not you okay like a lot a lot was just coming to light because I'm like oh you've been dealing with this your whole life so those moments when you were younger and you would feel like weird whenever I would like feel depressed when I was younger I'd be like I feel kind of weird right now it's like that's sadness that's depression (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but so um, I went to therapy after like really having a breakdown um, and they were just like you know you need to be be kind to yourself because I would say I'm kind to others and you know and would pretend then it was fully pretending like oh I love myself or you know mm. I'm self-love journey but really <laughs> I'm just like no you don't like who you are mm-hmm. um, and so this my therapist was just like you know be honest with yourself for one and like just take some time to you know she's like if eating ice cream makes you feel better just go eat some ice cream right now like mm-hmm. you know it's not necessarily healthy but it, if it helps you do it um and so after going to therapy for a couple weeks um after like that breakdown i just was trying to make myself feel better and actually trying to like be honest with myself it's just like okay like you're hiding so much of what you deal with from friends from family um so yeah so treat yourself better so then that's when I started like working out a bit more and just started truly feeling better about myself like truly feeling hopeful and again this was a point in time where I was trying to transition like I moved into a new place like completely on my own um was starting a new job you know just trying to better myself Mm -hmm. and so I just sat down and I was just like this is one of your biggest like secrets I guess that you deal with this thing that's like an actual like you know it's an actual thing now you know it's trichotillomania at this point I was still calling it an ICD um but you know it's a behavioral disorder like you know thing that you do BFRB and um, so I was just like, I kind of want to get this off of my chest. I just want to continue in this journey of like feeling good about myself and bettering myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be me being honest with myself and those around me who care about me. Um, and so I think I went like jogging and came back and just like pulled out my phone and was like, hey, I have trichotillomania. This is what it is. And um I've been like working out and jogging helps me not to pull and you know mm-hmm. it stems from anxiety but basically what I what all I knew about trichotillomania at that that point because mm-hmm. I guess I was still a baby in the like BFRB community I was still fully alone hadn't talked to another person with trick at this point mm-hmm. but knew what it was um so I think I in that moment I just wanted to let other people know mm-hmm. um that I that like you know like okay maybe one of them pulls because I actually did have like a couple people on my friends list say I think I have trichotillomania too which was just like wow like I know you you know and I didn't even know you had it you didn't know I had it um so so yeah I guess that was my mental process behind making that Facebook video and then I kind of just ignored it for a while until like 
coronavirus times happened and then you know I was getting down again and then pulling a lot more and I was just like you have to break this like find you know things to help you and so then that's when I uploaded a another video recently where I was feeling pretty down but I forced myself to make a video and was just mm -hmm. like this is what my eyebrows really look like everybody I actually don't have eyebrows right now I fill them in every day mm -hmm. because of this and I've you know I've been on this mental health like loving myself journey but right now i'm not doing so great so you know just being honest with myself but also being honest with the ones around me mm -hmm. and i think it's so important for the people watching to hear this because you might see a video hey i have trichotillomania and not realize that hey you know right before then i'm going through like my lowest mental health yeah um you know moment to know that yeah the journey is like up and down up and down and it's just whenever it feels right for you to share your story with everybody. And you even mentioned you shared it, you left it alone for a little bit, and then you started to share it again. When mm -hmm. you first said it out loud and posted that video, did you feel a sense of relief? I did. Yes, I did. Especially when I had someone reach out to me and say that, hey, like I, me and my friend pull also, and we're like the only two people we know that do like do it. So it, we're really thankful that you posted that video. Um, so I'm just like, okay, so it was a good thing, you know, and after that, I didn't get any negative, like I did like in college, thankfully, because mm -hmm. that's always like your biggest fear um, with coming forward about anything that's not the norm is that, you know, people around you are going to make fun of you or do this and that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was definitely a relief. I was very proud of myself um, because I've always been like a bubbly, like outgoing person, but also also pretty private, pretty like, um, I don't know, there just two, there were always two sides of me um, because it was mm -hmm. just like, you can't let people know you're sad. Like you can't let, mm -hmm. you know, you're supposed to be known as like the goofy friendly one, like the class clown. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a relief to just let people know, like, I get sad too, like, you know, like, and especially it was just bad because I would, I would bottle things up until it was a breakdown, which is why I really feel like that's why I broke down. I think it was just all those tears that I forced away just came all at once. Um, but yeah, such a relief just to be like vulnerable. I, I think I learned that more like with my, my best friends now, we all had a talk and I was like, I think I'm very honest and vulnerable with people. Like that's how, that's how I show love. Like that's my love language, the way I show love. Like if I'm vulnerable with you and truly like honest with my feelings, like I'm not doing so well right now, then you're mm -hmm. most likely a person that I trust. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was really good. It was really a relief to just like get that weight off of my shoulder. Like, you mm -hmm. know, so if I ever posted a picture or posted a video to social media and I'd didn't fill in my eyebrows, you know, it wasn't like a big deal because, you know, people, people would know I'm going through something then, or, the, you know, or they just, and I was, I was glad too, because I feel like I did educate a few people um, on, because the people, some people who were the ones that commented and made those harsh comments in college were like current friends on my Facebook, you know, because they made those comments, but weren't necessarily bad people just had no idea what was going on, you know, mm -hmm. uh, thought it was a quirk like biting my nails, I could just stop. So I was also thankful that I could educate those people, you know, like, hey, there are people that deal with trichotillomania, like, you maybe shouldn't make these comments, because it's actually like, something mental that we're dealing with. And trust me, we don't like doing it, you know, so. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, a relief, I would say for sure. Now, when I first joined the Instagram community, I was kind of blown away with how many people openly talk about their trichotillomania because no one did where I lived or on my yeah. you know, account. Did you have a similar response where you're like, whoa, look at all this? Yes, all the way, 100% that feeling because I'm in Alabama. Um, I'm originally from up north, and so I moved to Alabama, and it's just everything was like small neighborhood, like, you know, like little small neighborhood where everyone knows everyone. Like, mm -hmm. And I had never, ever heard anyone say trichotillomania, you know. So then when I took it to, like, online, um, I think I saw maybe like a one Snapchat, one of those like little Snapchat stories about like 
the way I look or something like that. And it was mm -hmm. like a, a like a fashion designer or someone who's like, I have trichotillomania, so I shaved my head. And I was like, whoa, this is like a famous kind of person saying it. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's just like blown my mind. And now TikTok being a thing, like I posted mm -hmm. one of my videos to TikTok and it got all these likes and I was like, wow. Like, and there weren't like hateful comments underneath it either, which was just like mind blowing. Cause you know, on all platforms like that, you, mm -hmm. you get those comments, but it was just so many other people saying, I have this, my mom has this, or mm -hmm. like my granddad has this. I'm just like, whoa, like, yeah. And it's crazy too. Cause you know, it's probably like all of those people or like me, like have been around other people who have it, but mm -hmm. no, they haven't heard from anyone or like learn themselves that it's okay to have trick, you know? So it's so many people that are just still in hiding. So I guess that's one of my goals is like to be honest with myself, but to also let other people know they can be honest and it feels good to be honest. And even if those around them aren't supportive that they have us. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was crazy to see like the community and being online and being like proud of who they are and still loving who they are if they have no eyebrows or no eyelashes, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, and it really helps because, you know, when you pull out your own eyebrows and your own eyelashes and you don't have them, you look at some other photos and you're like, oh, like, why am I doing this? Like, you know, I don't mm -hmm. look as beautiful as I used to. You know, that's something I would always say, you know, looking back on old pictures. I used to have eyelashes. What happened? But then when you see people who are just, you know, absolutely stunning and you're like, hey, there are no eyebrows. Like, it gives you this yeah. that you didn't have before because we didn't see that. We didn't see, like, you know, people in magazines with no eyelashes. We just saw people with huge yeah. ones, you know, so exactly exactly mm -hmm. now i saw some of your videos on your instagram page about mm -hmm. your trick tips do you mind sharing some of those here yeah um i'm kind of i'm so thankful for this talk too i was also telling my sister who i think's there she's in the comments hi sister <laughs> um but um because I recently moved into a new place and just so much has been going on and I haven't made a trick tip video in like weeks and I just felt sad, you know, because <laughs> I did get a, a little bit more of a following and, I, you know, people wanting trick tips. So I'm like, I think I'm obligated to do this now. Um, but, you know, I have already shared some on my page, so I probably, you know, won't go over those again. But I think, I guess I want to give more so of like the background of my trick tips, like what goes through my head before I'm like, oh, that's a trick tip. Like that's something that you need to hold on to because it'll help you in the future um, is being intentional with myself, which I said in a recent video, um, like knowing yourself is your power, you know, also loving yourself is your power. And I think like you think when you become an adult, like, oh, I'm going to know who I am in high school. I'm still figuring it all out. And then when I hit 21, I'm going to know exactly who I am. That's not true. You got to figure out who you are every single day, you know? Like, <laughs> And um, yeah, so that's why I try to like pay attention to myself and also like document, you know, I have, I like to write in journals. I have diaries, um, which help me just like no situations where I'm more like susceptible to like want to pull or to want to get upset. Like, um, so I think that's the first and foremost is just getting to know yourself, getting to know your routines or, you know, your, your mindset in certain situations. So just like I said earlier, making decisions is like a big trigger for me. Probably my main trigger, like I, I'm a writer. So like if I'm trying to decide what a character is going to do or where it's going to take place, I'll just notice my handle gradually come to my head and then I'm writing like this. Like, mm -hmm. um, So that's, you know, the first thing I just had to realize, like moments where I need trick tips. Mm -hmm. And um, so I guess I would say like more tangible things for me. I like to have, I like to be comfortable. So if I'm, if I'm uncomfortable, that's also another trigger. Um, so I guess it's like, if there's something that brings you comfort, like an item, like anything, I like messing around with Rubik's cubes. Like, mm -hmm. um, so I have like all that, like, that's why I keep looking over here. I have all these random little fidgety things over here. Um, but so, yeah, so one thing I know I like to pull like at nighttime or laying in bed or that's just like, you know, kind of where all the thoughts of the day like weigh on you. Um, some people it could be morning time, but for me, it's nighttime. So I have like a table next to my bed where I have like 
fidget toys pretty much or I have rings I really like to wear rings because you know they're just so easy to spin mm -hmm. and yeah and it's kind of more fun to do that than pull on my like if I have like a cutesy ring just twisting it around my finger or trying it on different fingers I like to keep my hands busy so I've eaten sunflower seeds since I was a kid like um played softball for a year too so I guess it fit <laughs> but so yeah so having even like if eating snacks that you know use your make you use your hands like that's what I've been doing recently um if I feel like I want to pull I'll grab my sunflower seeds or grab some peanuts you know because those are foods that I have to like use my hands to eat kind of and um but yeah so I like to keep something like tangible or something that I know helps me like calm my mind or just you know like I don't really know the word for it, but yeah, just to keep my hands busy, basically, mm -hmm. I'll keep those things close to me in those situations that I've already like observed in the past, give mm -hmm. me anxiety. So say it's like a work day where I know I'm going to have to like delegate stuff to people or, you know, do things that stress me out. I'll wear like three different rings. So I know I can sit at my desk and twirl those rings or cause I can't necessarily have toys at work. Mm -hmm. Um, and then next to my bed when I'm at home, you know, that's where I have the things like a Rubik's Cube is like perfect because I love the clicking sounds it makes. Um, so I'll have like a Rubik's Cube next to my bed or just like this little um, like brain puzzle or something like that or sunflower seeds. So, mm -hmm. um, so I would say those are like the tangible things. But of course, it all comes back to me because BFRBs are just all mental. It's all a mindset thing, you know. Um, so I try to have a good mindset behind like any situation I'm going into where I know I'm gonna like deal with pulling. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I've had like a good bit of success recently. Um, wearing long nails was one thing that helped me, but I can't have long nails at work. So that got taken away from me. So I kind of freaked out when that first happened too. But um, I was just like, it's very much a mindset thing. Like seeing growth also is just like the best thing. Like if you see you have three new eyelashes, it's like growing a plant, you know, like, oh, it has a new leaf today. So I'm just like, okay, eyelashes, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm not going to pull you. I'm going to let you turn into five eyelashes then 10 eyelashes. Um, so yeah, it's all, it's all mental. But of course, like we all want like the tangible, like, what's the pill I can buy to stop having trichotillomania? You know, like, what's the one toy that I'm going to pick up and not pull on my lashes? Like, just doesn't exist. So, you know, you have to, you just have to frame your mind around the situation. You know, of course, it's like the trick tip no one wants to hear. But um, it's, it's also a brain training. Um, but, you know, it comes with those things. Like, this is a situation where, I'm going to be stressed out. Mm -hmm. Let me, you know, think beforehand to, you know, keep myself level-headed. Yeah. And I love that because it's, you're on the offense versus mm -hmm. being on the defense. You're like, oh, no, what am I doing? Now you're like, no, this is going to help. You know, this is going to trigger me. Exactly. Myself ready. That's really smart. That's really wonderful. It's really great. Yeah, it's definitely the off offensive. I never even, like, thought of that before, but it's just like, um, I think I kind of mentioned it in a video I posted recently. It's like not healing by accident. Mm. Like you, you can't do that because even if it, because I think there's been a period in the past where like I stopped pulling for two weeks, but didn't, you know, wasn't intentionally doing it. Just, you know, maybe was excited with things going around, going, mm. you know, on in life or whatever. It was like accidental not pulling. Mm. Um, and then of course, after I was just like, oh, you haven't pulled. Oh, you're sad now. Oh, let's pull. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, no. it's like, yeah. So you can't heal by accident. Your, your mindset has to be behind every step you take to dealing with your BFRB. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that because that, I do feel the same way. I'll be like, wow, look at this. And I'm like, oh, the next day they're all gone. I'm like, no, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> exactly. It's like, let me get back into that trance I was in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, TLC asked a question earlier um, in our talk about if you have created any BFRB art. See, so that's smart. I should actually do. So um, I honestly was thinking about it. So that's because I've been so inspired, actually, with art that I've recently seen from some like BFRB pages I recently followed. Um, but I did actually want to do a drawing of like 
pretty like on the nose, but someone who looks like me who doesn't have eyebrows or doesn't have, you know, mm -hmm. like these wispy long, like, yeah. Um, so I actually have not, and I'm, I'm been a little bit, you know, sad recently too, because I'm migrating into this new job. So I'm still trying mm -hmm. to time manage. So I haven't made any new art in a while, but um, I did make one of the last pieces I made was like um, a girl, like just relaxing in a chair with her cat. Um, and that I think that was very much like the closest I got to like a BFRB artwork because well, she doesn't have a face. Um, so in a sense, it was it was kind of somewhat of that like, there's no face, there's no, nothing for you to stress out about. Because um, I'm still someone like my image, I still, you know, worry about it just being a woman in America who doesn't. Um, but um, so yeah, so that artwork, I intentionally like left off her face it was just like imagine, you know, if you didn't have to deal with your face and the things are pulling your hair or whatever, eyebrows and eyelashes. But um, also I, I named that one Sanctuary because it's just like, that's a space where I'd feel like comfortable and happy mm -hmm. just with my cat and reading a book, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But definitely I want to create more, I want to create more like inspiring artwork, you know, but also my artwork, I like for it to just like be about people who love themselves or, you know, mm -hmm an example of loving yourself and living free and happy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think that drawing was the closest. But and soon come, I want to make some more, but not really. I haven't really recently. Well, if you do, I would love to commission some from you. I have some tricks mm. for artwork right here, and I have some space where I would love to oh, yes. No pressure, but I, I would love to support you and your artwork. So okay. I'll message Thank you, you so much. Message. Of course. Yes, for sure. I got to get on that. Those are all beautiful. Like that whole space behind you is nice. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very proud. It's my little <laughs> office. I'm very proud of it. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I love, you know, tricksters in general. But yeah, tricksters yes. is just like, I'm like, please, please, please. I will pay you. Like, I, I want it, you know, because I, being um, around no one who was like me. And then mm -hmm. now I have like something physical from someone who is just like me. I'm like, oh, exactly. Oh, makes me feel like amazing about everything. Exactly. Yeah, that's like, I want to support other like young black artists, you know, so that makes sense. Like you always want to support artists in communities that like, people who get you, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I kind of have an idea of like what they might have been thinking when they made this art piece, you know, because that's <laughs> something we deal with as a community. Um, and also, but I yeah, I that's oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> No, I was just gonna say thank you for that, you know, because I have been wanting to get back into art. I'm actually off finally. So I wanted to like pull out the old, you know, pen and paper, um, iPad and get some drawing in. But it's nice to know that people would be like wanting some trickster artwork. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I just love I mean, even that I've, I've seen that picture that you that you've drawn. And your explanation behind it is just so incredible like I saw it and I was like that's beautiful like I love that mm -hmm. and then even to learn more about your mindset behind it the sanctuary the no I'm like oh my gosh like how how amazing and how you know detailed um and deep you know that's that's wonderful yeah being an art you know you're an artist you know I'm not an artist yeah. you are and it's just really nice to hear your thought process behind that oh well, thank you yeah for sure I just noticed like People, I mean, people are really critical with art. That's why it's taken me so long to share my art because I've been drawing since forever. But um, definitely, like, drawing faces is just something that people are so critical about, like, in art and just in real life. So, yeah, so drawing someone faceless, which has kind of, like, been a recent fad, you know, like, the simplistic drawings. But, um, yeah, mine came from a place of, like... <clears throat> don't think about the face, you know, don't think about what this girl looks like. If this girl is cute in this drawing, you know, it's just like, it's her situation. Sorry. I'm trying to cut off, but um, you know, yeah, it's a situation that matters. Like I said, I'm like a creature of comfort. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was a nice little like peaceful piece to draw. So I got to make some more. <laughs> yes. Now let's talk about these cats. Um, okay a little bit about the cats you want to show us the cats maybe and talk about <laughs> how the cats you know maybe help as you know a comforting aspect with your trick yes this officially just became my favorite interview ever because I'm <laughs> obsessed with my cats. 
I always thought that my kids and people are like, you have four kids? I'm just like, yeah, they're cats. But <laughs> as soon as you said that one of them ran by, um, I can see if I can get my, my big fluffy white boy Bantu. He loves being on camera. I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, well, there are two right under my table. So let me grab. <laughs> Yay. Oh. She's not the nice one, though, so I don't know if I should grab her. <laughs> are you going to be nice? She's probably going to run away. Afro! Oh! <laughs> She's my oldest, but technically her and my fluffy boy are twins. Um, her name is Afro. She, she's mad at me, so I'll get, I'll get Bantu. He's the nice one. <laughs> okay. So cute. Bantu! You want to come hang out? He's a bit chubbier, so got to put some muscle into getting this one. <laughs> okay. <sighs> He's the one in that last video I posted that was just trying to, like, take over everything. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hi, buddy. He looks so uncomfortable. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, so this is Bantu. Him and Afro are twins. Um, He's just a lot bigger. But I'm going to plug my phone in because it keeps trying to fall asleep on me. Mm -hmm. I found on Instagram Live, if I take off the auto lock, you know how your phone is like auto shut off if you touch it for Oh, yeah. Because every trick talk I had, I would have to like constantly click the screen to make sure. Well, that's my new little yeah. tip that I figured out. I should have did that. Do I turn sideways? They don't, do they? <laughs> Okay, that's okay. Because then if I go into my settings, I think it'll like pause me or shut me off or whatever if I try to do it. So mm -hmm. I don't mind tapping the screen. But thank you for asking about my cats. It's funny because I literally was just having this conversation with my sister the other night where we had like a deep family talk. And um, we both live alone. Like um, mm -hmm. she, she was in school, but now she's teaching um, in Tacoma. And she lives alone with her two cats. And I live alone with my four. And it was just like, you know, it's tough sometimes, like, being single and being out here in the pandemic. You know, we mm -hmm. don't really hang out with our friends as much. And I said, that's why I'm so thankful for the cats because they're just, like, really like, you know, my companions. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they make me feel sane. And when I talk to myself, it doesn't seem as strange when I'm talking to them. I mean, because mm -hmm. they're, like, beings or whatever, you know, they're. So they can understand somewhat. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so they they help a lot. And I feel like people kind of just pass me off as like a crazy cat lady when I talk about how much they help me. Um, but they are for sure emotional support animals. Like, mm -hmm. if anything, just the simple thought of like, you know, you need to be okay because you adopted these animals and it's your responsibility to take care of them. Like, even if it's just that simple, like, mm -hmm. be responsible, take care of yourself so you can take care of these animals who didn't ask, you know, for you to neglect them. Mm -hmm. um, so even if it's just that little thing to snap me out of a rut, like, oh, they need food, let me, I have to get out of bed right mm -hmm. now. Like, you can't lay in bed all day, you gotta get up. Um, and just them being there and knowing that, you know, they aren't going to judge me if I pull, you know, like, they're still going to want to lay next to me and still going to need me for things. And, um, but yeah, so it's, it's really that, like, they just helped me, um, cause I've been on my own for a while, actually, I mm -hmm. like left home at 16 and then instantly went to college and was like, you know, you're still basically by yourself when you go to college, like mm -hmm. you have to make all your friends, um, so yeah, they're they're my friends that like never never leave or never judge me. So well, cats are they might they might judge sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like they they can be very in tune with your emotions. Like mm -hmm. I had cats growing up. I I used to be like a solely cat person. Like dogs never. I have a dog. Yeah, now. love the dog. But I, my cats. I would I had this one cat and he I would like if I cried, oh he'd be like with his face pushing the tears off and I'm like I don't deserve you right <laughs> yes I have they'll just get all up in my face and I don't know if it's because tears are salty or what but like 
Uh, my youngest cat, who's very rambunctious and is actually the fattest one of all of them. Like, and I say fat as like an endearing term. Like I love chunky animals. Like he's a healthy chubby. He's not, you know, he, he can breathe and he can run. <laughs> but um, he's the youngest. So he's just very curious. So when mm -hmm. I do cry around him, he'll just like sniff my eyeball, basically. <laughs> like I'm just like, calm down. Like you can't lick my eyeball. But um, I noticed that too, like when I'm sad or when I don't want to get out of bed, like all four of them would just pile on top of me. Like we have to like heal her with our purring like energy, you know? Yeah. Like Oh, yes. And yeah. Yeah. So they, they are very like in tune with how I feel, you know, if I'm kind of like cheery or if I'm finally like sitting in my living room that's how i know like i'm feeling okay is if i sit in my living room because mm -hmm. i had like moved into this place and barricaded myself in the room like mm. for two weeks straight mm -hmm. and so i finally like watched the movie in my living room the other day and they were just so happy they were just on their cat tree or just chilling next to me or it's like oh she finally came out here to hang out with us yeah but yeah, yeah they're good little buddies yeah and they do give you that that greater purpose you know, you're like, I need to do these things. I had, um, I had a dog. It was my first, like, my first adult dog. And so she was really sick. She had to be put down. And afterwards, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm in like, a great relationship. Like, I'll, you know, everything's going good. But this dog gave me so much purpose. I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, mm -hmm. who do I take care of? It's just, it's, there's nothing like being a pet, you know, parent, because there is that. <laughs> that love and that like responsibility and that, you know, people might say, Oh, it's so much work. Well, yeah, but it's like the work, like you want to do the work. Exactly. <laughs> it keeps you young. I always make this joke. I was like, my cats keep me young, you know, <laughs> like, cause mm -hmm. if anything, like if they're running, like right now they're running around and I'm just praying they don't break anything <laughs> or they don't just dive bomb. Cause I have my phone propped on the table and I just see one of them sliding in here and knocking <laughs> it over. But anyway, it's just like chasing after them or, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, having to like get up and like, you know, take care of things like feeding them. Um sorry. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, there there's something else. <laughs> I wanna talk about cats forever, but I have a few I know. questions. But I would like I love animals. So um what would be like a piece of advice you would give someone who's kind of on that edge of like I wanna share about my trick, but I don't know if I'm ready yet. I would say, honestly, do it. I mean, of course, that's just going to be like, <clears throat> it's it's just always going to be better to like, be honest than to like, hide this thing you're dealing with, like, hiding, hiding your trichotillomania is not going to help your trichotillomania. Like, that's just, that's factual. Like, I don't know how hiding it could ever, ever help you. Like, um, so yeah, honestly, just that, that simple fact right there, like, it, it's just so much freeing just to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess it's three pieces of advice. Do it. <laughs> Hiding stuff just, just hurts you. Um, but also there's like such a community. I'm trying to form this into advice just because it is. And I'm just like, you know, now that I've reached this point of just being out about it you know um so let's see one piece of advice it definitely it just i don't it's just so freeing i don't really know how to, I, it's just right now where you are like in your trichotillomania like journey whatever it is you know if you haven't like been honest with yourself or others around you about it um it just can't, it can't compare to how much better you're going to feel, you know, speaking out about it. Like whether you have people in your life or not, you know, that you think will support you or think, you know, or will be like nice about it or not. It's like, do it for yourself. Like at mm -hmm. least be honest with yourself. You know, you don't have to post a video to the internet or, you know, mm -hmm. do whatever this big grand gesture, like, at coming forward about like trichotillomania can just be a thing like for yourself like to sit down and say okay this is something I'm dealing with let me see what helps <clears throat> so I will say community 
helps so much more, you know, but if you don't have that community yet, you know, just start with just saying it to yourself, like, this is something I have, what are we going to do about it, you know, but also knowing like, it's perfectly okay that you have trypotillomania, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be the driving force behind like your anxiety or, you know, your trypotillomania doesn't have to control you and shouldn't, you know, control you. So, so I would say that, you know, it doesn't, a lot of us think it has to be a grand gesture thing. Definitely mm -hmm. before I ever came to the internet, I like had to admit it to myself. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so just like fessing up to, I guess your trigger to a mania can just be for you. I love that. Either way, it's going to help. <laughs> I love that. I love the thought of like, it doesn't have to be a, a grand thing because yeah. there is pressure, like you're adding extra pressure if you think that, you know, exactly. Like, yeah might deter you even more than mm -hmm. just saying it yeah some people like hate the internet you know like mm -hmm. which you know the the internet can be terrible and it can be granted at the same time because you know look i've made like this community because of the internet um mm -hmm. but you know the internet is also another reason why i have so many body image issues you mm -hmm. know so it's like it's two different things but i say like you can use the internet to your advantage you know like i've unfollowed all of these like pages that you know gave me anxiety you know and I follow mm -hmm. these community pages now or people that I love or people that inspire me you know um so yeah it, it definitely I don't think I felt pressure for it to be a grand gesture I just mm -hmm. posted it to the internet because like it was just impulsive in a sense you know like hey I know that there are some people on my timeline who don't know about trichotillomania and think it's okay to make these type of comments you know so in a sense it's like I would want to educate those people mm -hmm. but also like a big thing that like or a saying i guess i don't know the exact quote of who said it which is probably bad because probably a really famous person <laughs> but like be the person that you know you needed when you were younger like because mm -hmm. i i just talk about that a lot i'm just like if only when i was younger if someone would have just you know said this to me and in a lot of those situations it was my sister so i'm thankful <laughs> to have her but it's just like yeah, be that person that you wish was in your corner, you know, like you can be that for someone else, just like that simple me posting that video. Mm -hmm. Someone else knew it was okay to have trichotillomania. Someone else knew it was okay not to make fun of trichotillomania, you know, but mm -hmm. again, being honest with myself was the first step because otherwise that video, like, you know, that would have never happened. Mm -hmm. So there was advice somewhere in all that rambling. No, that was, <laughs> that was amazing. And I love, I, I see people in the comments too. Um, money mc i see like name it to take like well that's cool i've never heard of that before if it's mentionable it's manageable like those are just amazing um you know one-liners that you can like say to yourself to kind of prep you know pep yourself up and, and talk up and, and your advice was amazing you know it's it's great to be able to talk to you and to talk to other tricksters and i every time i do a trick talk i gain more knowledge about different ways mm -hmm. that i can cope with things or just just different ideas that I would have never heard of or, or thought of myself that I can that I can learn from you and, and other people in the same community that I'm in so that's great exactly yeah I'm so excited for like future trick talks because like I've been hearing myself talk so much recently like I'm just like wow like you know now that I'm in this community I'm gonna meet someone else who's gonna you know share their trick tips or you know how their mentality behind stuff and it's just like Truly, community is just, like, amazing, like, and that was my sister, by the way, of course, the therapist, like, with all the, those helpful, like, one-liners, mm -hmm. but um, she's also taught me that, you know, community is everything, like, even if it's just, like, this famous person that you just know, like, all this work that they've done themselves, they have a community behind them, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you have to build that community, you know, it's just, it's great if a community just shows up at your front door, but, um, I've been, you know, trying to build this community with the BFRB community, and it's helped a lot, um, especially because something I hadn't seen any, like, Black women come mm -hmm. out about having trichotillomania, especially just because having good hair in the Black community is, like, such a, a big thing, you know, so if you're a Black woman who pulls your hair out, like, of course, you know, that's a scary thing to come forward to and talk about, um, but yes, I'm glad that I've, you know, I found a community and I'm continuing to build like and grow in that community. I love that. And now I had a recent trick talk where people um, asked different questions about like parents, like what advice would you give 
to parent child uh, with Trek? Oh, so this is a question for me now? For you. <laughs> if you say if you had a parent reach out to you, hey, I have, I have a child with Trick, do you have any advice? What, what would be like something that you either had, um, you know, with your parents that was good, a good reaction or something that you wish was, you know, something like that? Yeah, um, so I would say um, I'm a lot closer to my mom now than I was when um, I was younger. Um, and she is a single parent, so I'm sure, you know, she was dealing with who knows what. I'm not a single parent, so I'll never know, you know, what all she's dealt with. But I will say, like, we didn't really have the open communication like I wish we would have. Mm -hmm. um, so it's weird given parenting. Uh, there's my phone again. Sorry. It's weird giving parenting advice because I don't have kids other than my cats. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I plan on having kids. But I would just say talk to your children or your child um, because you're not going to know who they are or what they're dealing with if you're not like talking to them. You know, mm -hmm. so I'm just like, even if you're not a parent, or even if you don't know what trichotillomania is, if you, cause I don't even know if my mom noticed I had trichotillomania, I honestly don't until like I told her. So you're going to notice these things. You're going to notice your child has some form of anxiety and you know, you're going to notice if you're like around your child, you know, and actively engaging in their life, you're going to see them pull. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just, it's, you're going to see it. Um, so just talk to them like and it doesn't necessarily have to be um because i was older like when my sister approached me about it um so it doesn't necessarily have to be like a you're pulling your hair out you know kind of situation like where you pointed out but it could just be like a check-in like you know because then you're giving your child that person to feel comfortable to come to because if you if you're a person with trichotillomania you know you know you're dealing with it mm -hmm. um so yeah, I just say like, you know, being there talking to like being intentional in your child's life. Mm -hmm. um, that way they know like, okay, like my mom is an understanding person, you know, or my dad is an understanding person. Like they know, like when I was sad the other day, they, you know, sat down and talked to me. So if I tell them that I'm struggling with, don't, I don't know how to stop pulling my hair out, you know, and I, I can trust that this is someone who's not going to make fun of me or not going to tell me to like, snap out of it or drink water or grow up you know like cause mm -hmm. they haven't done that they haven't done that in these other situations where you know i was upset so why would they do that now mm -hmm. um so yeah so just showing your child that you're someone they can trust when they're not okay you know everyone wants to be like with a kid that's happy all the time of course but you know you're human they're human that's not going to happen mm -hmm. um yeah, so just showing your child that you're someone who's going to listen to them and trust them and, you know, and not judge them because that's what the rest of the world does already. Mm -hmm. Well, that was just excellent advice. So you're like, I don't know if I have advice. <laughs> that was really great advice. That was awesome. Yeah, I fully, like, stepped into, like, okay, how did you feel when you were little, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's hard because sometimes, like, there are some, you know, in my, in my experience, my mom was like a fixer. She wanted to like mm -hmm. fix it. And we found so many ways to try to fix it. And that was great. But also it's, you know, there's some pressure there because we want to fix mm -hmm. things. I'm like, am I able to fix things? So it is that, you know, that balance, what works for your child may not work for this person's child. But mm -hmm. I love what you said, just like having that conversation and that ability to be open and speak to your parents because sometimes it's hard to talk to your parents about like serious things you know even as a yes. grown-up you're like um oh, i don't really want to talk to you you know about certain exactly. things especially trick especially when you feel like what am i doing and this is like the worst thing ever you know mm -hmm. yeah well sharnique it has been an amazing incredible time talking with you is there yes. anything you'd like to say is you know as we end um, I probably should have thought of this before, but uh, not really. I mean, this has been, I'm just like amazed. I'm, I'm very much someone in like, all of my friends know I do this. I'm sure they've all heard me say this some point in life, but I love to see the way things like 
the journey of things so like for instance like a few of my friends are married and I've like knew them when they were single and when they were like alone forever and now they have three kids and so I'm just like I love thinking back to when you were like I'm never gonna get married and now you have eight kids and two dogs and a husband or a wife you know and um so I just love seeing like journeys like and progressions like that of like growth and happiness um so it's just amazing to be sitting here, even having like my first live video talk with you. Um, and I think back to like ninth grade me, who's like, oh, I have a pimple. Like no one can ever know, like, you know, into now, like I'm literally on the internet live saying, I pull my hair out, <laughs> you know? So, um, so yeah, I just think that's amazing. Just this whole situation. I've just like in the back of my head been like smiling, like, wow, like you're actually doing this, you know, you're telling people about something that you never thought, you know, you would ever do publicly. So, mm. so yeah, I, I'm thankful for you and all of this. <laughs> I'm thankful for you too. And let's have you come back on in the future. Gosh, yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> I think that would be good. And then I'll have like, you know, my my wits together i'll have all four cats here and we'll you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm still slowly moving into my house so that's why i'm like literally sitting on my bed right now but uh but yeah yeah and then i'll come back with some more artwork too yes hopefully look (laughs) yes yes it'll be back there (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much again and i will i will speak to you soon yes thank you so much for having me this has been amazing Thank you. Have a nice night. See you later. Yes, you too. Bye. Bye.